All right, last talk on a summer gospel. Mm-hmm. At least, last one we planned. We'll see. Maybe we'll come up with a few more here. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're following the book Everyday Gospel, Cammy and I wrote. We're talking about in the course of people being more open to relationships in the summer months. Yeah. How to bring Jesus and His gospel along with you into those relationships. And uh, we're at, we're at the end now. And uh, chapter eight and nine in the book. What? Give me the gist of what these chapters say. Yeah, this is the, okay, so you have noticed someone, you've brought them in, you've shared a meal with them, you've built relationship with them, you've had gospel conversations with them, and now you want to bring them into a more structured discipleship relationship. Yeah. Together, either just the two of you or in a group setting but there's some growth that happens in those groups too, mm-hmm. and so bringing them into that more structured time of okay, now we're not gonna we're not gonna leave this a chance. We're gonna be more mm-hmm. intentional about our conversations and and our growth, and we're probably open a Bible. That is the <laughs> definition of someone who wants to be discipled. Yes. Of I like these talks mm-hmm. where I get to talk about me, you get to talk about you. We both get to mm-hmm. bring Jesus into it. Yeah. Well, how about we put that on the calendar with some regularity? Right. And, uh, yeah, everything you said after that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this one is hard. We were just kind of talking through it right before we came on. Um, This one's hard. I think you get to the end of the the book and it feels like the easy next step, right? And I think that in a post-pandemic world, (laughs) in a world Mm -hmm. where social media is is so noisy. Everything's Uh so noisy. I think discipleship moves at such a slow pace that for us as people who are on fire for Jesus, it feels discouraging. Yeah. Um, it feels like, okay, I just poured all this time and energy into, into people in my everyday life and I made meals for them and I watched their kids and I listened to them and I, you know, gave up family time or I gave up whatever it was, so that I could be who they needed to be so that they would know the love of Jesus. And gosh darn it, why don't they want to open the Bible with and, me? <laughs> and maybe and maybe they did. Yeah. We, we had spiritual conversations. Uh-huh. We, we had one or two that were really meaningful. Mm-hmm. But as far as getting that on the train track, so to speak, yeah, um, yeah I've, I've been discouraged because I had season, 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 season after my life Mm-hmm. Where it did come naturally. Yeah. Uh, going back to college roommates and doormates, just spiritual conversations turn into more regular spiritual conversations that turn into uh, a group of disciples. Mm-hmm. And when when I was out in the, the workplace before being a pastor, like the spiritual conversations amongst workplace coworkers mm-hmm. turned into a group of disciples. As a newlywed, mm-hmm. turned into a group of newlywed disciples. Right. As people in those family preschool years of life, mm-hmm. turned into spiritual conversations. And then a group of disciples who are in those n- new family stages of life. Mm-hmm. And for life, me, it just kind of feels like my, my story's dried up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the world changed or I changed. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, it's hard because I, I feel like it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Jesus is so good. He, he says I'm the light of the world. Yeah. Everyone else in Jesus is too. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, man, people people ought to be drawn to light. Mm-hmm. And it's like they should be asking me the questions. They should yeah. be knocking on my door asking if they can come over mm-hmm. and, and I'll host them in the name of Jesus. And the stories are fewer and further between. Not not non-existent. They're, they're out there. They're meaningful, but I think not as rapid fire as I would have thought. I think that our, our uh, minds and our bodies were not designed for the amount of information we get these days. Mm-hmm. I think we get a lot of false light, right? Like to go with your analogy just night, just now, the the light of the world. Uh, there's a lot of false light out there, or at least mm-hmm. enough to numb us to not have to actually deal mm-hmm. with what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think there's some, I think there's some really cool fruit to seasons uh Mm -hmm. right so you just named a ton of seasons where you had all these discipleship conversations and relationships and uh and and you mentioned a couple that that are showing fruit but maybe not directly from you Mm -hmm. they're your friends that have invited friends and and i think that that's maybe maybe it's just a new season you know Mm -hmm. and and it may not always look the same it may sometimes be you you planted seeds and those seeds went out and, and grew a forest somewhere else. But without you planting the seed, it would never have grown the forest, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, I think it does look different in different seasons. I think it looks different with different people and that's why it's not mm-hmm. a project or a process. It's just, it's messy and it's, <laughs> it's and I think that's why discipleship is so hard. I think that we all try to try to make it this really simple thing and it's really just not. I, I do think I do think you, you pointed out some good things. Like it, I don't have to be the center of the spoke. Yeah, I, I love watching other people in my missional community mm-hmm. want their friends to experience the same missional community yeah. or, or church. Mm-hmm. And um, I think something has happened with being a part of a missional community for as many years as I have now, mm-hmm. where I, I kind of look in in the wake in the past. And, you know, usually we were exiting MCs because we were just changing addresses and right. states, the right. early college and career ages, crazy like that. And looking back and some people are stalled out in their faith where we left them. Mm-hmm. How neat is it to be seven, eight years running with some consistent relationships and to be able to look back at mile markers with the same people? Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, you did try with your missional community to decrease the frequency mm-hmm. so that you guys could go out and have other relationships and your group pulled you right back in, right? <laughs> like they were all like, no, no, we actually do value this discipleship relationship and now we're bringing our friends in into it too. Mm-hmm. And so there is some some really cool things going on there too. Yeah, and if you're in the disciple maker seat, that, that story you're talking about um, came in part because I felt they got out of the relationship with me what they were going to get. Yeah. Like like the plateau had happened. Yeah. 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 And at, at which point, like, I'm not sticking around to be your, to, to act like a hero. And right. You don't need a hero. I, right. I did the best I could. You, you received it. And just just keep your eyes open. To, there there was more fruit waiting in my missional community than, than I realized. Mm-hmm. And to... Uh, to go back to it and bring it back. I, I, I don't know. That's good. 
It's really good. At the end of the day, like, I, I don't know. Help me out here. Because don't help me out here. Just help everyone out. Mm-hmm. Like, are how do you keep being a disciple when you're wondering if any more disciples are being made versus I'm still discipling the same disciples? Yeah. Like, is there a quantity thing? Mm. Or is there a shift in the conversation towards quality? I think it's important for us to remember that we are following first and then we're leading, mm-hmm. right? Like we are we are following first and then we are shepherding the flock for the chief shepherd, mm-hmm. right? And so at the end of the day, I don't think there's a quantity I don't think there, I don't think you're going to get to heaven and God's going to go, oh, good, you did 102. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did 105. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I think it comes down to an obedience and I think it comes down to um, being in tune and in step with the Holy Spirit to, to take what he's got for you and mm-hmm. to, to run with it and be available to it. That's, that's a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. because just laying it out on paper, I, I want my whole city to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. To get the repeated opportunity to connect with him, grow him. Yeah. And so I feel like every, every 5, 10, 12 houses, there should be another missional community of, of people meeting in the name of Jesus. And mm-hmm. so it, it's got to be more. Yeah. And at the same time, respecting the patience of, of the Holy Spirit, the plan of the Holy Spirit of... Mm-hmm. Who, when, mm-hmm. how often, how many? Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta surrender that because, yeah. in, in, uh, especially in Christianity, there's there's all sorts of books on uh, mm-hmm. ideally how it's supposed to look. And I have found that I have need to reverse on the idyllic picture, mm-hmm. and at the same time, not release it though. Mm-hmm. Like just, just back up, be patient. Mm-hmm. This is the right picture. New I think d- I like though that I like that picture, right? I think that's a good one. I think it's, I think it's powerful to have that vision, that that desire, that that big dream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but without losing sight in the fact that it may not be you and Lake Point now. It may be thirty years down the road. When someone mm-hmm. says, I remember when that church used to open their doors every week and they mm-hmm. used to walk in the parade and they mm-hmm. they gave me a, a welcome to the neighborhood packet when I moved in. And I think I'm going to check that church out or, yeah. you know, I think that there's it's it's planting seeds more than yeah. needing it and, to be forest right away. And, I, and, and again, I don't I don't need all this to feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. I, I just see scripturally Absolutely. that a disciple turns around and becomes a disciple maker. Yes. And so wherever I, wherever I've I've made one or two disciples, mm-hmm. I would think that those disciples would become disciple makers of one or two other disciples and again, mm-hmm. again not, we don't need to build up a whole pyramid scheme, but I yeah. I, I want to know that it, it's a sign of non-consumerism mm-hmm. when a disciple makes another disciple. Yeah. That it wasn't just I'm I'm eating the good stuff of Jesus for me, I'm, yeah. I'm growing it as well. Yep. And so as long as we keep that picture, of that's an important picture to have in mind. Mm-hmm. 
then I think you kind of reverse back on who gets to say how often. Right. Only one in four soils grows fruit. Right. <laughs> yeah. yep. I, on and on we go. Yep. That's good.